This is the FaceTime Feelings Podcast. Take a dip into the minds of Joelle and Gab and stay tuned for new episodes every week. Hey everyone, welcome back to the FaceTime Feelings Podcast. If you're new here, my name's Joelle. And my name's Gabby. To start off this week's episode, I'm going to be reading the quote of the day, which is, take a moment to be proud of yourself for surviving the days that felt impossible. So today's episode is going to be about mental health and all about mental health, really. Yeah, My personal experience, Gabby's personal experience getting help, all this stuff, so. We wanted to make sure we brought light to this topic because in today's day and age, I know it's very important to speak on matters like this, Mm -hmm. so we wanted to... Because I feel like it's very... Not not, talked about. Yeah, it's... You don't hear it much about how people got diagnosed with anxiety or what they feel during anxiety because a lot of people think anxiety is just what you feel before you go on stage or what you feel before you perform or you know when you're excited but you have anxiety like there's so much to anxiety there's so many different forms of anxiety different types exactly so we're going to be going over basically all of that um do you want me to first talk about how I got diagnosed and where mine came from yeah because yours is a little longer okay so Basically, my story of anxiety has a long history. So, I would say from a very young age, I didn't really have anxiety. I had more stomach anxiety where, like, I'd fear that I'd get a stomach ache wherever I went. But I kid you not, I wish that that was my only anxiety now. So, in the 10th grade, I had tried weed for the first time and I was so excited I was like oh everybody loves it it feels so good for everybody so I'm gonna love it like I'm excited I tried it I was with I was with like my friends but they weren't like my closest friends so I wasn't so comfortable with them to be able to explain how I was feeling so we were whatever we were smoking it and I thought okay let me just hit it four times. Like, everybody else is doing it four times, so, like, I'm just going to do it four times. So, I was, they were passing it. I was trying to be cool. I was hitting it. And then I was like, you know, I don't really feel anything. And all of a sudden, I look at my friend, and I see, like, a halo outlining his entire body. And I'm like, okay, like, this is okay. Like, this is whatever. And I was feeling my hair, and my hair felt like straw. And then from there, my heart started pounding, and that gave me, got me a little nervous. I didn't even know what anxiety was at this point, but my heart started pounding, and I didn't like that. So I was like, okay, I'm, like, not feeling too hot. Like, I'm really, like, not feeling good. So I try to walk up the stairs to go into my house, and, like, I'm tripping, and I'm like, nobody else is tripping right now. Like, nobody else is falling or, like, can't walk. So I start freaking out, and then my friends in the kitchen with me and I'm like okay like I'm actually really starting to freak out like your head looks like a balloon and it feels like I'm in a movie right now like I'm really getting really nervous so then I'm I'm like okay like trying to like battle with myself okay okay so what do people do when they're high like I know that they get like hungry I know they like drink water or whatever they get thirsty dry mouth 
So I'm like, okay, well, let me like try drinking water. So I tried drinking water, wasn't helping. I was panicking. I like convinced myself that I was in a coma. Oh I was goodness. like, oh my gosh, I'm in a coma. Like I'm not going to wake up, blah, blah, blah. I kept panicking. My heart was racing. And I was telling this girl who was with me, I was like, listen, I'm like, I'm not feeling good. She's like, oh, just relax. Just relax. Like, you're fine. And I'm like, no, like I really, I don't feel okay. I was really scared. And so I called my mother and it felt like I would say something to her and she'd take like 15 minutes to answer. But meanwhile, she was literally answering within seconds. But fast forward to the next morning, it did wear off that night. And so I wake up in the next morning, I go outside and I'm like, why do I still feel like I felt last night? Like, why do I feel high? Like something's not right. So I'm outside and I'm looking like at the trees and stuff and everything looks like it's HD. It's like HD, like super sharp, super definition. And I was like, something's not right. Like there's just something not right. Like I do, I don't even feel like I'm in my body right now. I feel like I am an outsider looking in and I feel like I'm like not awake right now. So I had my first panic attack that day after I smoked weed and my mom's like, maybe you're just a little depressed. Like, maybe you just need to take the day to rest. I was like, okay, like, whatever. I'm just going to rest. And then that night, I had a major panic attack. I felt like I was just not in my body. And from there is when my anxiety really started, which I'll get more into what I feel when I get anxiety. But, Gab, I want you to talk about, like, when I went to your house, when I first, like, started experiencing this. You honestly, like, I was so scared because I had never seen, at the time, I didn't really know what anxiety was at all, and you could just tell that she was off. Like, there was something that happened that was just not right, and, like, I was always used to Joelle being so bubbly and, like, outgoing, and she was just out of it. So when she had came to my house the first time, like, she would just like freak out and she didn't want to eat. She didn't want to drink. I, there were so many times I had to force feed her soup in my bed because she refused to eat. And like, that was not like her. And like I said, I didn't know how to like react or respond. All I kept doing was I think rubbing your back and being like, everything's going to be okay. Um, you, your leg wouldn't stop shaking. I was Mm -hmm. just trying to be there for her as much as possible to give her that comfort and support that she needed at that time. But Do you remember what I said to you about, like, when I looked at you or anybody else, like, what I felt like? You felt like you didn't know them. Yeah, I... Like, she said she would look at me, and she'd be like, okay, like, I don't know who she is. Like, it sounds so crazy, but, like, I have the medical term or whatever psychological term for it is depersonalization, derealization, as well as anxiety disorder. Um... And it can be triggered by smoking weed. Yeah. So that's what happened to me. And I kid you not, back then, everything was so new that I didn't eat. I lost, like, about 30 pounds. And I was, like, as skinny as my pinky. It was scary. It It was so scary because I I felt trapped in my own mind. Um, And then, so, like she was saying, yeah, I would look my mom, my sisters, my everybody that was in my life so close. And obviously my mind knew who they was were. Like I'm I'm a, I was lucid, but I would look at them and they would feel and look like a stranger, but I knew who they were. Yeah. Like and you could tell like when she looked at you. I was like, "Yeah." Um. Because I would just be staring and go into my anxiety-driven mind and 
when I started looking deep into this and started like being into depersonalization groups and stuff, like it's so crazy how everybody knew exactly what I was talking about because my mom thought I was like going crazy. Yeah. She like, she didn't understand what the hell I was talking about. Cause like she knows anxiety, but nobody knew or understood with depersonalization and derealization. Like I would look in the mirror and I would be like, who the fuck are you? Like, that's not, I feel like I'm in somebody else's body living. And that's when it was really bad. So I'm going to let you talk about your situational anxiety before I talk about what happened a few years ago. Okay. So my anxiety is very, like she said, situational. When it comes to certain things that, like, I'm afraid of or, like, things that make me nervous. So, for example, I... Mm, hate is a strong word. I don't like elevators. Strongly dislike elevators. Strongly dislike elevators. If I have to go in one, I will. But if I do, I freak out. And I do this one thing. <laughs> and honestly, I didn't notice I did it until Joelle pointed it out. Because I used to, like, I know I do it. But I actually didn't, like, physically realize until she pointed it out. I, like put my hands and I cover my ears and I guess it makes me feel safe and when I am like really anxious so if I am in an elevator I'll just like shut my ears and close my eyes and just pretend I'm not in an elevator or when it comes to like flying like I'm very I'm a nervous flyer yeah so mine is definitely very situational like when it comes to like going on stage or I hate like speaking in front of large groups of people like I'll start like my heart will start racing, I'll start sweating, um, but in regards to, like, the deepness of, like, Joelle's, it's definitely, like, two different ends of the spectrum. And it's so crazy, because, like, we're so close, so, like, you don't, like, you wish you could put yourself in somebody's shoes, and I know that, like, people listening who don't have anxiety probably think, like, wow, she's crazy, but it's, like, there's, I know that there's going to be a million people who can relate to this, because once I start talking about health anxiety, and, like, the effects of it and, and just the effects of anxiety within itself. It's so crazy because you think when you hear somebody talking like this, you think like, wow, she's like freaking nuts. She doesn't know who she's, she doesn't know who her sisters or her mother are. But like going through it, you'd completely understand. Yeah. And when in like high school, I, I don't know what, like when I would be nervous, I would mistake it for anxiety, and Joel's like, no, like no, you're... like you have no idea. Yeah, and, and it's like I feel like people use like throw that word around, and yes, it's like it's exactly. a very serious word and accusation, and I feel like a lot of people need to take it more seriously because it is very serious. And I feel like it's not talked about that anxiety, true generalized anxiety, is not just oh my gosh, I'm so nervous, my heart's racing. Like it is. Yeah. It can be just racing heart, you know, impending doom, all that stuff. But it, when you're actually experiencing a panic attack or an anxiety attack, you feel hopeless. Yeah. You feel like there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to go. Personally with me, and you could say how you feel with your anxiety after, but I'm like, when I have anxiety, like true anxiety, I feel like I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to eat. I don't want to drink. I stay in my bed and I cry. I don't want to look at anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. And it's it's so overwhelming to a point where you just feel so hopeless. And like you, you just, you don't even know how to like explain it. And like when people say like, why are you anxious? Or what are you anxious about? My anxiety can be 
absolutely out of nowhere. Like I could just be having a great day and then the next day I wake up and I feel like shit. Or you could even a moment. You mo- would, a moment, yeah. You could like, be like, having a happy moment. Exactly. And the next moment you're just. Yeah, like bringing me to five years ago, I literally convinced myself that I had a brain tumor because I had headaches every day. And I convinced myself to a point of literally staying in bed every single day. I convinced myself I had a brain tumor. You didn't even want to go outside. I didn't. And that led to, what is the psychological term? Agoraphobia? I don't know. But this was five years ago. I was having, like, headaches every day. And I was on birth control at the time. And I know that birth control and hormones can really crank up your anxiety. But... I woke up one day, I was having headaches for like weeks on end, I started overthinking, googling, 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 and when you have health anxiety, you should not google, that's just like the last uh, thing Google is that you should do, WebMD, yeah. that mm-hmm. is the last, you google that you have a headache and they will tell you you have a brain tumor, and that's I, one thing, yeah. And when you have anxiety, like you really do convince yourself, yeah. no matter what, you like create these symptoms that you see on WebMD in your mind, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling these symptoms, Ex- it, they could even be and like you're when you think of something enough, your body will start to experience it. Exactly. Like you, your mind is very strong, and you can convince yourself that you're experiencing symptoms, and it's literally not even why. You, yeah. You have so symptoms. I convinced myself that I had a brain tumor, and then from there, I actually got physical symptoms of anxiety, which I didn't know were possible. I didn't know that you can literally get physical symptoms from anxiety. I got floaters. I got visual snow. I got back-to-back UTIs. I got depression. And I was at a point where I felt so hopeless. I didn't, and everybody would, I felt like was just getting annoyed with me and tired of hearing it and just like, but in my head, I was so alone and I, and I feel so foggy. And again, like anxiety is not just feeling nervous. Like you're literally so alone in your head. Like you're in like this cloud that you can't get out of. And when you do come out of it, it's like a breath of fresh air. You're like, wow, like what the fuck? Like I did not feel like that two seconds ago. Like it's just, it's something that's so hard to explain. But looking back now at five years ago, it's like I really was in that position and like, I, and nobody knows that about me. Now you guys do, but like nobody knows that of a person where you're just looking at their Instagram or you're just talking to them. You think that they're so happy all the time, but people go through things. That's why you always have to be careful about what you say to people or what you make fun of. Like that's one thing about mental health is it's like, you don't know what someone's going through in their mind. Mm -hmm. Like someone's mind could be going so far deep and you wouldn't even know because they're putting on like not like a show but like they're trying to make it seem that everything's okay when in reality it's really not and I feel like with some people it's like they don't want to tell people that they're feeling this way because Mm -hmm. they don't want to be a bother or they don't seem crazy yeah or they don't want people to get annoyed at them but it's it's a real thing and it needs to be taken more seriously and like when you reach out to, like, your friends and people who don't have anxiety and don't really understand, if someone tells you something that scares you, like, oh, you sound like you have schizophrenia, or oh, you sound like you have this or that, don't freak out, okay? Because a lot of people 
don't understand. Or they and, won't take it seriously. They yeah, they will like, get over it. It's or, like, like, yes, exactly. And that happened to me a lot where it was just, like, okay, enough now. Get up. Get out of bed. Yeah. But you... I physically did not want to pee. I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to just, like, disappear. It was so lonely, and it's so, such a battle. But one piece of advice that I could give about anxiety that I've learned, especially with depersonalization, derealization, is to keep going as if you do not have it. And definitely when people tell you and are actually trying to help you and say let's take a walk and you know or you feel as if it's not going to help you it's not going to work nothing's going to help do it anyway yeah I've learned that you you it's a saying if you think it drink it if you think that you are going to um if you think that you're going to have a panic attack we'll go into the store go to the store anyway if you have a panic attack, you have a panic attack. You would have it. You could have a panic attack in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Just because you're in a store doesn't mean it's going to be any different. Like the best thing to do is to accept that you have what you have, and to not be afraid of it. Yeah. Which it's a scary thing. Don't get me wrong. It takes time. It takes a lot of patience. But that's one piece of advice that I have learned is to just keep moving as if it's not there. Because the more that you get your mind used to, okay, I'm still doing the things that I love to do, even though I have anxiety. Your mind will be like, okay, I'm not afraid of this anymore because if I have it, I have it. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. I have one question for you. Did you always have health anxiety or do you believe that it, like, came after or do you think it, it's, like, gotten worse, like, oh, today? That's a really good question. Because for me personally, I feel like my health anxiety has gotten, like, way worse, like, now because, like, you hear about, like, a 21-year-old just dropping dead. Yeah. Like, it's, like, you don't know... Well, I feel like my health anxiety stemmed from my depression, the deep, whatever. And you know what? I'm going to say DPDR because I'm sick of freaking saying it. But with that, with that type of anxiety disorder, you hyper-focus on every single feeling in your body. Like I could be looking at my hand and it's, it doesn't look like my hand. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, like why, why do I feel that way? Or if I get a shooting pain in my in my head I'll be like oh my gosh like this is it like yeah and you see jokes about that all over the place all the time but it's not a joke because it's like really you do and you really like hyper focus and then every day following oh my gosh you're am I gonna get that pain again am I gonna get that pain again and then you convince yourself like am I feeling something else like am I feeling this because I'm feeling this Mm -hmm. or do I have anxiety because I'm feeling this way yeah like it's like do I have anxiety because I have a brain tumor do I have anxiety because this that like it's It's just a cycle that's on and on and on. And the second that I get a new symptom, I hyper-focus. I think and I think and I think, why is this happening? I need to go to the doctor. But then I'm scared to go to the doctor because I'm like, if something's wrong, am I going to be able to handle it? Am I going to want to, you know, do something about me being sick? Like, there's no way that I'm not sick. There's no way that this is nothing, blah, blah, blah. And then when you do go to the doctor... And they tell you it's nothing. Then you're like, they missed something. They didn't get this. There's no way that I'm crazy and that I'm not feeling what I'm feeling. It's just a cycle. Like, do you want to talk about, like, when you started getting TMJ headaches? So, about over a year ago, I started getting these very intense headaches. And I'm not usually known. Like, I don't usually get headaches like that. And it got to the point where... I realized every single time I ate, 
I would get a headache. So I literally stopped eating for like three days. And didn't I like tell you like, because when I thought I had a brain tumor, I ended up going to the chiropractor and they did diagnose me with TMJ. Yeah. So obviously I run to Joelle. I'm like, Joelle, I'm happy. Having- <laughs> because I'm freaking health anxiety queen. I, I've had everything in the freaking book. Yeah. Because I really did convince myself I did have something wrong with my head and medicine did not work. Like I would take Motrin, I would take Tylenol, I would take Advil, nothing worked. So obviously one thing about me is when I am feeling like anxious, when I do like get in myself into certain situations, I do not eat. I get, it. it's like, it's like a pit in my stomach. So I will not eat. I don't care how long. It's just, food is just not, and if I do eat, it'll come right back up. And so. it's so crazy to see how, like, you react to that and then how I reacted to that. Like, you still went about your everyday life and, like, we're still able to laugh. And, like, me, I convinced myself so hard that I had a brain tumor. Meanwhile, I still, I couldn't live my life. I oh, literally, I'm... oh, that brings me to a really, I don't know if anybody else does this, but when I was in such a bad spot and I wouldn't leave the house and I wouldn't do anything and then, like, somebody would drag me out of the house and take me to the mall. And I'd be, like, trying on clothes or whatever and just trying my best to feel in my body and in the world because I have more derealization than depersonalization, but derealization, you feel like everything around you is a cartoon and, like, you're in a simulation. Like, nothing is real. Nothing's actually happening. And everything that you just did didn't actually happen. Yeah. Like, you were literally in a different body. Yeah. So I'd be, like, trying on clothes. I'd be, like, why are you even trying on clothes? Like, you're not going to ever go anywhere. You're too anxious to go anywhere. You're going to stay in your bed, and that's where you're going to go. I literally would put things back and not buy them because I'm, like, you're never going to have a life. You're never going to go anywhere to wear these clothes. Yeah. And that, it, like, breaks my heart to think back then because, like, here I am now, and, like, of course, I still struggle with it a lot, but I handle it a lot better, which I'll get into, but... Yeah, well, I had to, you just have to force yourself, and it's, like, again, like, it's two completely separate things, but that's just, I could, it's hard. It's just, it's, like... And it's hard watching someone you care about go through it, because whether it was five years ago or even today, like, if one of these days, like, Joelle is, like, very anxious and she does have a panic attack, like, I feel so, like, I just... I don't know how to help her because no matter what I say, no matter what I do, it's it's what she's feeling and it's just, I just have to try to be there for her. I'll just like rub her back. Yeah, and <laughs> that's like the saddest part about it because you, you, there is nothing that anybody can say, unfortunately, and it's... It's so just so crazy because when people aren't experiencing it with you or obviously they're not feeling exactly what you're feeling at that moment, it's so hard <clears throat> for them to be able to say anything that's going to help you Yeah. because it's, it's just you're stuck in your mind, which brings us to getting help when I it comes to mental health. I was just about to say that. Your friends are always going to be there for you, but there has to come to a point where you have to talk to somebody like professionally yeah and that's one thing that I wanted to shed light on is that therapy is not a bad thing and I feel like a lot of people shine a negative light on it Mm -hmm. and it is the complete opposite it took me about six months to realize that I really needed help I was bedridden I I did not move from my bed. I, I, I would not eat. My mom had to literally force me to eat 
And it was just getting to a point where it was either, my mom said to me, it's either you're going to a mental hospital or you're getting help. So I looked myself in the mirror. I got up, pulled myself from the bed. I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, you are going to get help. So I ended up going to therapy and at first she was like, you're such a stubborn ass. Like you're literally not budging. You're going to have to go on medication. I am not against medication. I believe in it. I believe if you really truly think you cannot handle it on your own, by all means go on medication. But me, I want to fight it on my own because I feel as though it's better that you fight it on your own because... That's your mental, that's your brain fighting the anxiety and knowing that you don't have to depend on a medication. Mm -hmm. Because I really was going to go on medication, but I didn't want to depend on it and then one day have to get off and go absolutely stir crazy. Yeah, because you hear it's like people go on medication and they have to get off of it because of like the side effects and then they end up having withdrawals from the medication and then it makes them feel even worse than they did before they went on medication. Yeah. One thing that I've learned is the biggest, I feel like for all of us anxiety listeners, the biggest fear is cancer. And my therapist taught me, okay, Joelle, if you have cancer, what are you going to do about it? What? Yes, you're afraid of getting it. It's a horrible thing. But say, God forbid you got diagnosed with something. What is having anxiety going to do about it? It's not going to get rid of it. It's just going to make it worse. Panic, panicking about it's not going to get rid of it. You want to be able to handle it. You want to be able to handle going through that situation and being able to stay mentally strong for it. And that's when I woke up. I was like, she's right. Like, what is me staying in my bed, not eating, not drinking, going to do for my life? What is that going to do for me? Is that going to make me feel better? No. It's just going to keep me in this cycle of thinking and thinking and thinking. Like, it comes to a point where it's like, why are you not eating because you're afraid you have a brain tumor? What is not eating going to do for you? I know. And it's, it's just a cycle and a cycle and a cycle. But I can promise you that getting help is okay and you are not crazy no matter how you feel. I just told you guys that I look at people I know and I feel like I don't know them. If that's not, if that sounds too crazy then that's your opinion, but you're not crazy. You're not crazy for anything that you're feeling. And by the way, if you're crazy, you're not going to know you're damn crazy. (laughs) Everybody else is going to know you're crazy. You're not going to know you're crazy. So if you genuinely, because with me, I always told my mom, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I Mm -hmm. feel like I'm literally going to have a stroke and lose my mind and not be able to be lucid. And she'd be like, if you're going crazy, you wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, you literally wouldn't know. And, like, talking to a therapist, it's like, they're, they studied this. Mm-hmm. Like, they a lot of this. them mm-hmm. have, like, their PhD, and they will tell you, like, listen, you're not crazy. Like, these are real things. Like, what Joelle was feeling, like, was it real. has a name. It, it's DPDR. Yeah. Like, so, knowing that what she was going through, other people experience, and that she isn't alone... Like, it, it gives you comfort and just therapy alone. Even just talking about it to somebody, like, that doesn't know, like, yeah, you could talk to your friends, but talking to somebody that is, like, an outsider will yeah. make you feel so much better. Going to therapy and her telling me that what I was feeling was real was such a refresher. And it took me a while. I'm not going to sit here and be like, the first session I was cured. 
it didn't just take therapy either. Because you can't go to therapy and expect that you're just going to be better. You have to do the work. Yeah. You have to do what they're telling you. Even if you don't think it was going to work. Because I told her, I was like, I don't think that's going to work. Like, I don't think that that's going to really make me feel better. But it did. And, like, I'm where I am today because I got help. And I'm able to fight it on my own because I learned certain ways to help myself when I am feeling that way. Now, what I do when I'm when I'm feeling it, and sometimes there's down days. Sometimes you're not going to be strong enough. Sometimes you are going to lay in that bed. But don't let it overtake you. Yeah, it's okay to have bad days. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I just had two bad days recently. And what I do is I get up. I make my bed, I look in the mirror, and I tell myself, you are not doing this to yourself again. I do it every time because I was at my lowest of lows five years ago, and I thought that I was going to lose my life because I really thought that I could not handle what I was feeling. But you are not crazy, and And you are not a bad person for feeling the way that you're feeling. You're not any different from anybody else just because you have anxiety or depression or schizophrenia or anything. It's a real thing. Yeah, and... You never know, like, the benefits of, like, just getting up and just getting changed and brushing your teeth and just doing, like, the basic things for yourself. And it's just each day you will feel better. And the power of going on a walk for me, like, even, like, the other day. Like, Joelle was just... I was out of my mind again. Not out of my mind. But I I was not having a good day and I was having an episode and... My friends are here, and they said, let's go take a walk. And I did not. I was like, that's not going to help me. Like, you yeah, don't understand. She was, she was stubborn. She didn't want to take I the walk. I didn't want to take the walk. I'm not perfect. I'm not 100%. But I do have my down days like everybody else. And I went on that walk. And, and I talked. Her, and I was all right after. It made her feel better. It made me feel better. And even if it's just for a few minutes, you feel better. It's something. You take that step, and you do it, and you're like, okay, Baby steps. I made this little accomplishment. What I used to do is when I used to get up out of bed, that was my first step. Get up out of bed. I was like, okay, that's one accomplishment. I took a shower. Two accomplishments. And you count the accomplish- accomplishments that you're making for each day. Yeah. And you're like, wow, at the end of the week, you accomplished 20 things. And you're like, I did those things. Yeah. And it does not take two seconds to heal and become the person that you want to be. But to feel like yourself, you got to be yourself. And you're also not going to wake up and be like, oh my gosh, like I feel so much better. You're going to, in three, four, five You're weeks, not even going to notice. You're going to be like, oh shoot, I like, didn't even gonna, realize I was feeling better. Exactly. You're going to look back and be like, wow, like there was, there has been progress. And it's just, it, time heals all. And it really does. And you definitely want to just, Take a look at everything around you and be like, I am not alone. No matter what, no matter if you don't have family, you don't have friends, you're never going to be alone Mm -hmm. because you'll always have yourself and you'll always have your heart and your mind and your willpower to do what you need to do because it's, it's hard. It's really hard and I still struggle day to day and I can tell you where I'm at now and I'm much better than where I was. I definitely push myself a lot more. And if some people listen to this and they're like, wow, she's like a nutcase, like she's fucking crazy, tell me I'm crazy then. Because I know how strong I am and I'm not going to let somebody's comment bring me down either. And like, that's another thing. 
when people call you crazy or call you, oh my gosh, you're an anxious mess or calm the fuck down. Ooh, that gets me. Yeah, just take a breather and be like, they don't know. Yeah. They have no idea what's going on in my brain. And nobody will ever know what you're feeling except for you. Yeah. So you always want to make sure that you do the best thing for you. And that's definitely getting help if you need to. So if somebody listening right now is feeling either way, either the way I feel or the way you feel, what is the biggest piece of advice that you would give them? Like if, if they were in the position that you were when you were going through like a hard time. I would say... Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I will be okay. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, but I will be okay. And I can do this because if I can do it, I promise you, you can. Because if you asked my family how stubborn I was, I promise you it gets better if you try. And I, I know that the people who are listening to this are probably like, still feeling like no it's not gonna work for me and I know that feeling I know that feeling so well because I know what you're feeling like you literally feel like it's hopeless and that your your brain is just not right and that you're going crazy and you're gonna lose your mind you're not gonna lose your mind I promise you you're not going crazy and we're always here for you the face on feelings podcast is always here for you you can always connect with us on our instagram it's always in our description again it's the reason why we talk about these topics like this it's because we want to shed light on things that isn't talked about and mental health is definitely one of those topics and we're probably going to have so many more episodes talking about mental health because it is such an important topic such an important and there's topic. so many things we can go over but that was definitely all i can think of right now yeah But that's a wrap for today, guys. We hope you loved this episode. And again, if you ever want to connect with us, our Instagram is linked in the description always. Our DMs are always open if you ever just need someone to rant to or if you personally think that you're going crazy and you feel like nobody else can feel the way you're feeling. So at the end of this episode, we just want to say we love you guys. And if you need somebody, don't be afraid to get help. Yes. But we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.